Hello, welcome to the Honest War Game. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to Street. Oh no, welcome to the 40k Spy Center. Uh, I'm joined by my three incredible co-hosts, Mr. Nick Pert. Nick in the house. What's going on, Nick? What up? What up? What up? Uh, I desire the spice melange. I desire the spice melange. Also, Mr. Tom, don't stop me now, Leighton. Hey, Tom. What up? <laughs> live, live from Poland, Logan Summer. Hello, sir. Hello. Good evening. <laughs> Greetings. I'm I'm happy to be here at three circles past the hexagon. <laughs> He just learned about this 30 seconds ago, by the way. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your takes on it. <laughs> so I don't even know if the Spice Center has a point today. Uh, and that's because I don't know, truthfully, if 40K has a point at the moment. Um, like, <laughs> we might just have a circle. Yeah, no we might point. just have a circle. Yeah, but we're going to endeavor to have some fun and talk about the Chad Mech. Uh, and also the uh, upcoming Orcs, which I'm very excited about. But before we get into those subjects, also we're going to be talking about uh, the fun that is the current uh, Kill Team um, propagation in the chat saying, does it ever have a point ever? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but it is super fun. Before we do any of that, we're going to talk to the co-hosts and see how they've been for the past week. Nick, you've got an exciting event coming up this weekend. How's your week been before we get into that? Do uh well last week <clears throat> i wasn't here you were because uh, the birthday. media the media would have you believe that it was my birthday which it was but the re- that wasn't the reason i was here the week before i cast some aspersions upon the falcon about his stats mm-hmm. and we all know he's got deep-seated roots within uh organized crime and the mafia and i was actually taken prisoner Arguably, <laughs> yes. by the maritimers uh, i don't know some italian lads came over and just like Put me in a van, drove me to Wales, locked me in a castle, uh, and Amy had to do some sort of Taken style breakout of the castle. Did okay. you have two oh. minutes to get the crystal in the the room to break you out? Otherwise, she was too locked in the castle. Well, we had an hour actually. Yeah, an hour. There... That's quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> I hope there was a particularly the Wales, outgoing so. bald man in a fabulous smoking coat. Uh, Nathan was the host, yes. Nick, <laughs> uh, uh, you got an event this weekend. Yes. Um, we're running the first ever League of Knights at the TSN Arena this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be pretty cool. Very exciting. Um, so super exciting. So we've run uh, three before and then one online. So this is the fifth one. It's the fourth in-person one. Uh, but what's exciting this time is obviously we're doing it at TSN Arena because previously it's just been a normal event where we had to go to like a gym or somewhere or the bar, uh, bar 11 for the first one, set up tables, set up all the terrain. But what's so great about this one is you're just going to turn up and it's already there, which should be fantastic. We've done it all. We've prepped um, already. Yeah, prepped and ready. So all the terrain will be uh, amazing as well. Um and I'm hoping to be able to, so I'm going to be the spare player. So I'm hoping to have a couple of games as well uh, with some of the guys. Uh, and I'm just super excited to, because it's, a, it's a quite a small niche event. Um, and there's a couple of new people coming who have not been before, but quite a few people have uh, been to every, all of them. So it's been really cool to see some of those guys again. Mm. Um, 
And um, what's exciting is so it's all so it's so the League of Knights is only knights. So you have to bring two thousand points of knights, and it's alternating. At, so it's forty k, but it's alternating activations rather than I go first and shoot all your knights off before you have a chance to go. So it's alternating activations. So it does bring balance to the force in that respect. Um, and one exciting twist this event is that someone is bringing stompers. That so is I've given, exciting. I've given yeah, I've given my friend Matt. Special permission to bring two stompers and a mega dread, uh, which is two thousand points, as as definitely knights. Um, so and, and we we had a game on Wednesday to prep him for the event. So, uh, I'm uh, yeah, just yeah, looking forward to running the event this weekend. Should be super fun. I'm really excited about that. Like very excited about that. Uh, I'm going to be there this weekend. Looking forward to it. It's going to be super fun. The alternating mm-hmm. activations, Logan. I obviously I don't assume you've ever, you've ever played anything like uh, the League of Knights, but have you ever done any like alternating activation Warhams before? Listen, I I I went and tried out War Machine, and 40k was completely shit. Yes, <laughs> yep, I did. Good. <laughs> mm, yeah. Even I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> that was we it. all we all gave it a go. We all gave it a go. Um. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how it is with 40k. I guess when you've just, when you're just playing with big, giant toy robots, it's yeah. I think that's it's pretty cool. I imagine it, it would uh, add a significant layer of depth to your movement decisions uh, and such. Yeah, it's good. I, I think alternatives are good. You know, um, obviously that's yeah. what this is. A bit of I fun. really wish the, um, the designers were brave enough to try it. I don't. I don't want them to do it in the uh, main game at all. Oh, why? I just don't. I don't want it in my game. I'll go and play War Machine if I wanted to do that. Okay. But uh, I, I like trying it in 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 alternative offerings. You know, if they put it in stuff like Kill Team, I don't know. Is Kill Team alternating? I don't know. Kill Team was yeah. Kill Team was alternating activations into the initiative, and I think that worked really 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 well. Yeah, yeah I, I think I game. think in a skirmish game, it's certainly you know really definitely something fun to try out. Um, but yeah, uh, change and and uh, uh, options are are good as long as they aren't in the thing that I love and hold dear because then I will be very upset. Uh, so I don't like change. Okay, that's fair. Well, as a side as a side game, it's quite fun and it's like big grown up Titanicus, I think, because we started doing it before Titanicus was even a thing. Um, so mm. like, I think that's that's great. Uh, big shout out to everyone in the chat: Tanner Herbert. Uh, no, Matthew, what's going on? Down on Supervised, fantastic guy. Logan, before I get, I'm gonna what before up? I get to uh, Tom, uh, I'm gonna ask you, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Oh, fantastic! Uh, I went go karting yesterday. That was really good. Nice. Uh, I'm going go karting again tomorrow, so that's gonna be great. Um, the life of a very busy, hardworking esports personality. Um, have to find things to do on our days off and spend our hotel day money. Um, but yeah, other than that, been chilling out really. We've got uh, a big kickoff tomorrow, uh, this Intel World Open thing that I'm doing in Poland. Uh, we've got the region final, so I'll be working for six days straight on that, um, bringing the, uh, the the thing to a culmination. It was meant to actually be, it was meant to be running in parallel with the Olympics, and we were meant to end up all in Tokyo with like a team event, which, which is ironically quite an alternate fo- format for street fighter because it's all normally like single competitors like 40 K is. So the idea of doing a team format was pretty cool for me in street fighter, because obviously uh, you have all like the, the same, same stuff of like counter picking, 
and bad matchups and stuff that you get in, you know, WTC and traditional 40k teams. Um, but alas, we're not getting that because COVID fucked everyone over. So we are just running a load of tournaments online and they're all basically the same as they were before. Uh, but it's still fun to get loads of different regional variations. Uh, and as I said, that starts tomorrow. So, But I'm a little bit disappointed that I don't get to go to Tokyo and do like a big grandiose country versus country team event. Uh, but yeah, Poland's entirely pleasant at the moment. I'm enjoying myself. Hey, that's rad. Okay, that's sweet. That sounds super cool. Yeah. Um, uh, really fun. Like, fuck yeah. Uh, Tom, Tom, 40K, how's your week hey. been? I've had a busy week, man. <laughs> I've had a busy week. Uh, I was at an event this weekend that I'll talk about a little bit more later on. Now, I fin- finally dragged myself through Fulgrim. Uh, I feel like the editor at Black Library, yeah, the book, yeah, the book five Mahara's Heresy series by Graham McNeil. I feel like the editor of that book ended up having to break down the door and tell him to stop writing about how generic character is killing lots of other generic characters in a generic way over and over again. <laughs> um, because that was like the, th- the last two hours on Audible. But I mean, with a slight interlude for Fulgrim fighting Ferris Manus generically. Um, but, is that the yeah, one where the guy paints the portrait of his own fecal matter and probably? Yeah. Uh, there's a lady that uses her own blood to paint a horrific picture. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The one. Oh, jeez. That's the I one. I think yeah. it, there's a lot of other um, organic <clears throat> matter in that. Yeah, well, there, there is. It's, it's, it's only alluded to, but yes. Um, uh, I'm now about to start Descent of Angels, which is the next one. Um, I haven't heard like amazing things about it necessarily like you have with things like the first heretic or false gods or what have you But it's number six. I'm looking forward to seeing it for myself because it's one of those that you don't really hear, hear too too much about right So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I went to uh, obviously the tournament uh, on Saturday. I played Craftworld Eldar um, I went two and one, but that was about what I expected. Uh, I played Robbo uh, Matt Robertson one of the England players round one with his admec and uh, I was live tweeting my way through the experience, uh, as some of you may have seen. The Chad Mac. Uh, the Chad Mac. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Rob, how was it watching that from afar? How did it look like? Did it look like I was having fun with that? One? <laughs> <laughs> was I having a good time? I don't know. It looked like you were having fun tweeting. Yeah, like it All looked right. fun, got... like tweeting. Like, I, like you and Innis, like over the course of this week, have given me a lot of life. I think Logan's going to give me some life tonight as well, listening to it. I mean, Pete's breakdown. Pete looked like a broken man Tuesday on the adjacent show. Like, just, just like, what am I going to, like, like, Pete, want to talk about 40K? He's like, I don't fucking talk about 40K. Like, fucking Amek. Like, fucking. And now we've started seeing some orc stuff, which we're going to talk about as well. Like, I kind of love mean, it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I kind of love it because, like, for a small hot minute, I don't know about you guys, but Marines, it was like, oh, like, they're quite strong. And then they kind of, like, in January, they kind of, like, hit a couple of those units, you know, like Eradicators and Blade Guard Vets. And we we're all kind of like, ah, you know, like, maybe they're going to smash this one out of the park. Maybe this isn't going to, this is <laughs> the past three months. So I, I loved I, it. I, uh... I loved it. Is what I'm gonna say. I I think I've come to the conclusion that Admech is the physical embodiment of you know how Eldar spent like millennia just like engaging in debauch acts and they uh they birthed Lanesh. Mm. I feel like over the last five years, every single uh time someone has uttered the word first turn problem, went into the warp and ended up forming this codex that has now been released. Because I was I was playing against it, and I was playing like six uh, D cannon, three fire prisms, ten shadow specters, uh, three squads of three reapers of the tempest launchers. And if I go first, I can phantasm up and blow away all of his six plates. Um, 
I didn't go first, and I lost two fire prisms, and I had one left on one wound. All of my D cannons, <laughs> all of my shadow specters, eighty percent of my dire avengers. Okay, at the end of turn two, I had left on the board one dire avenger and one farseer. Really? And this is on WTC boards. But they're pretty heavy. Mm. Which are in very heavy. Because mm. he flies over, and he lowballed on his bombs. So he flew his bombers over and only killed five Shadow Spectres. But he just flew over and he shot me. And I'm just like, well, yeah. it's interactive, isn't it? Um, I've, I also <laughs> but played... It's all right, though, because the out-of-line-of-sight shooting is weaker now, so it's fine. The one that he wasn't using in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No one, no one, literally no one uses But and I, uh, I played a guy called Dan in the second round. He had a full, like, Blood Angels army uh, that was all about jumping around the ruins. And then I ignored line of sight and shot him. And then I played Marcus, who was at our um, our uh, Captain's Clash event last night. Amazing. With his Silver Marines. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, he was playing his Vanguard Vets. And I shot him off a board as well. Uh, I had some Dark Angels that stuck around a bit, shot a few of my guys off, but I just out-attritioned him. But I also played Dan uh, the day before, because I uh, I was going down on a Friday to play a game. And I took the Stomper, okay? 645. Against exactly the same list, exactly, with the Visions and the Smoke and all that jazz. And we were, I wanted to take a picture of it playing on these WTC boards. And there was effectively like a nine-inch corner where I could move this Stomper around, and that was it. <laughs> he had like a little Is it kind of like on um you know on robot wars where they have the house robot in a corner that's exactly what it was for the stomper so he just sat there but i worked out if i pushed it forwards i could see four of the objectives because we were playing retrieval mission um so i just threw like 10 boys forwards he didn't really have any shooting he had like six eradicators but i made him advance and shoot him and mid die um and the Stomper just shot everyone else off that came off. And the Stomper won by by one point against the Blood Angels. Stomper power. Stomper 100% win rate. <laughs> well, I think, Honestly. I mean, it's going to be hard to wound him when you can only wound him on like fives and sixes later or something or whatever the, whatever the he hell. He didn't have anything to touch it after the... Uh, although I said he did throw some uh, Vanguard vets at it and took it down to like four wounds or something. And when I jumped out, Mordakkad and shot everyone. Oh, nice. So... Yeah, yeah, the stomper, the stomper works all right. It does work all right. Should have thrown a death card with hammers into it. He should have done, but I was I was screening until they all died. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I had a lot of boys, so it was fine. I had a good time. I had oh, a good I time. See. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hammer and Amber as well. Couldn't touch it. So uh, I'm also playing at League of Knights this weekend. Uh, I'm not taking the stompers. I was ready to to get that one, but Nikos cut me off. Oh, really? Then, Nick, you let other people in, but you cut say, Tom yeah, off. I'm, I'm what the hell? Say, well, it was meant to be a surprise. On I was, the really, day I was waiting for Nick to say, oh, I've let someone take stompers. And then I'd have said, uh, I'm going to League of Knights. And then, you know, <laughs> would have been. Well, it was meant to be a surprise on the day, because what I was planning to do, because uh, Matt accidentally spilled, spilled the beans in the chat, what I was going to do is get some... Uh, night cutouts and stick them on the front of the stomper as like <laughs> stupid or camouflage that they're actually yeah. like actually knights and just like pretend that they are knights yeah that's fine but yeah that was my week i've uh, been organizing my cabinets i've been painting some bases for my ogres and now i'm painting a wall pot can't see that but it's in my hand and that's been my week amazing that's all i've been up to 
Uh, I, I'd like to say that I've done some 40k this week, but that would just be a, a barefaced lie. Um, I've been doing like a load of faction reaction shows, etc. Although very excited about potentially doing the same thing for 40k over the next few weeks. Um, I started looking at it today and being like, well, not reactions, but more just like interviews with a player because I've learned. So I would say that I know quite a lot about AOS, but like even then I've just been sat listening with rapt attention. There's nothing better than a player who knows their army super well. Yeah. Like you're just yeah, listening, absolutely. like it's just great. So I've had a great time doing that. <laughs> um, uh, so like, and, and more on that. And then uh, wondering whether or not I'm going to go to. We got a captains class event next Saturday here at the TSN Arena. I'm wondering whether or not I'm going to pick up. I, there's, I think there's one ticket left. So I think I'm, I'm not wondering if I'm going to grab it. Did you uh, did you offer it to Henry Cavill yet? <laughs> <laughs> I just offered pictures of my bum to Henry Cavill, and he did not accept. I don't know, man. I don't want him bringing his filthy custodian into our tournament. Thank you. Yes, uh, I, but I have yeah. I have clipped. Videos of him talking about 40k to, to make money on my YouTube channel. Though. That's what you do, right? I see. Isn't that what you do? Is that why you clip them? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Oh, I also finished The Witcher 3 as well. That was the pretty game. good. I, I realized, yeah, yeah, I realized I'm a dickhead because I got the bad ending, so now I'm playing it again. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's talk yeah. about, that was good. Let's talk about the that. news then. First thing, kill team. That's what we're going to look at right now. Uh, we're going to show you guys on the screen. Shapes. Shapes. You're going to look at shapes. Well, so we had the... We, since we we all spoke last, we've had an amazing preview show from uh, Games Workshop, right? Where they announced this kill team. So, like, first question, I guess, to you guys. I'll just ask you straight now. Go back for a moment. What did you guys make of the... Uh, of the uh, the like the releases? They look pretty impressive. Logan, I'll, I'll fire off to you first. Like, Do you like the models? Big fan or where are you at? Minis were fucking brilliant, weren't they? When we saw you them, and me big, were doing big it. fan of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sensational, they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what about Tom? Really Tom, you weren't there on the, for the reveal. Uh, what did you make? No. Of it? I mean, firstly, I called it. But secondly, uh, the cinematic was great. I think uh, that's one of the hype parts. But you know, when we're talking about, it. it's nice to have those kind of like, I wouldn't say like Blizzard cinematics, but you know, they've clearly put a lot of love and time mm. and, and effort. I've got someone really good to do them. I thought that was fantastic. Okay, Nick, what do you think? What did you think of the, the, the launch, the, the models, the minis, the focus? Uh, well, Krieg are just a really cool um, looking Imperial Guard faction, and it's really cool to get plastic models for those. Uh, but the Orcs were just fucking brilliant, like that kill team. I love the, the grot, the little sneaky grot with the hood and the goggles and his like, little grappling hook. Mm -hmm. Like Every single Orc has like so much character, which is really, really cool. Um, yeah, so I love the art models. Uh, I don't know what price point that box set is going to be or whether I'll actually bother getting my hands on them. Obviously, it depends on the codex if I really want. Because I've got, I've got 10 commandos already, that, so I don't need 10 more. But you have but, 10 commandos yeah. that are that cool? I don't know. Okay. But it depends on the price point whether I want that cool or not. That's fair. Super fair. fair. I can completely understand where you're at in, in, in that. Uh, I loved them, obviously. Me and Logan did the, show, the reveal show for that already. Uh, so let's talk about Kill Team. So uh, you guys can see on the screen here. Um, your games, there's a Warhammer Community article. And one of the things that's interesting is, is I was genuinely excited about potentially playing Kill Team. I thought, you know what? Maybe that would be my jam. Um, like, it could be fun to do. Uh, like, some little small... Because Nick, you, Nick uh, and Tom, us three, we played it on TTS... Or some of our lockdown shows, and I honestly really, really liked it. 
like alternated yeah. activations, little small skirmish game. And Lo- off the back of a conversation me and Logan had on the reveal show, I was genuinely jazzed about the idea of doing some coverage of some kill team matches. I was like, mm. it, could that be like Sport Warhammer? Like small, punchy, you kind of invested in each character. You could do some like star player character kind of blood bowl, like uh, video skit things as you're like going through the coverage. I thought it could be wicked, right? So I'm like, hype, show me the rules. I'm excited. You got me jazzed. Mm. Yeah, I... I think I really enjoyed the the first iteration of Kill Team. They've said that it's like complete because first Kill Team was built on the back of 40k Eighth Edition. It was kind of like it, but slightly different. Uh, the official one was yes. Where yeah. they said this one is like its own completely new system. So I've, I'm mm. not, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm super keen on it yet until I hear a bit more. But I do really, I do really like the small scale skirmish system. And I had a thought the other day after I went to the team event at the TS Arena last a uh, couple of weeks ago. I think that I don't know how everyone else feels, but I think currently 40k is a shit game for narrative because I Can never when I'm when I'm playing narrative. 40k, I very rarely get invested into the narrative of the game and more focused on the actual game and the mechanics and playing the strategy stuff like that. But small scale skirmish games like Mordheim or Kill Team is so much uh, richer in terms of like uh, like individual narrative of each little character and individual moments that happens. I think it's way more, you get more narrative uh, uh, moments in small spell skirmish games than you would in a 40k game. Now I'm not, I wouldn't class myself as a narrative player, um, but I think that's a conversation of if is anyone really a narrative player? Um, but, yeah, we all are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. We, Everyone is to some extent. I'm fucking not, mate. Uh, apart from Logan, obviously. There's a there's a spectrum. Logan is at one end and Tom is the other end. Keep I'm, your defi- I'm definitely on a spectrum. Role playing. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. All of us listening and on the show are on a spectrum of some sort, like Tom says. That's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely true. <laughs> Nick, I kind of agree with you, I think. Um, and it, one of the interesting things was the Carly brothers, who are two wonderful uh, Welsh fellas, came down to play an Age Sigmar event. They were talking to me. They were like, it's because when you read the rules for a new unit in 40k, they're like, it's plus one toughness, it's minus one AP. That's their selling point. And really, the selling point should be like the cool, like, narrative interpretation of they the They don't rules. even put the blurb hardly anymore at all. Yeah. At all. They don't sell it like that, right? Don't put two data sheets oh. on the on one page. Give me, like, stuff about why this unit's cool. The game's difficult enough to get into for the newbie is is, is anyway like I, I, you know as a as a marine player when i see stuff like hounds of morkai and i'm like okay they're 110 points what am i getting for my extra 10 points for this unit off of the other okay they do this is this efficient like tell me why they're cool and i might buy some and paint them up or something you know rather than just as you said selling them off of is this mechanic useful at the moment is this the mechanic that i want uh is it point sufficient yes or no it could literally be you know it could be literally just playing with cardboard counters at that point um rob these uh welsh boys yeah. are they into competitive 40k uh, no <laughs> they're not really into competitive age sigma either <laughs> they just like being there right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i agree with you logan like uh, nick oh, jumping off your point 
100% like they could do better but we'll talk about that more as we talk about the beast snagger preview right because maybe that'll come up so for so mm. kill team i'm hype i'm thinking maybe we're gonna like so i've printed out all of the 40k boards now for the arena i'm painting them up i'm adding some little bits it's gonna be nice so i'm hype about what's next are we gonna do some kill team boards like let's get into it and then i see this thing right so kill team octarius they start talking about a trooper veteran yeah, and they've redesigned it. So it's not based off 40k rules. Like, why? Why? Fine. Fine. Okay, it's a different rule set. Okay, seems weird to make me learn more to play. Fine, but whatever. Mm. Then I see this. And also, what? also, it could have been like a conveyor belt for people that didn't want to spend 900 pounds to get into the hobby as well it could have been that 100 percent. you go but. from one you kind of understand how the rules work now you go straight into your bigger army logan that's yeah. that's absolutely right so then this and i see m so movement the movement that he moves three circle three white circle Three white circles, okay. Okay, so I see yeah. death, so defense is a three. I don't have that on my tape measure. I don't have <laughs> Say five plus, I understand that, because I've played war games before, but I've never played three white circles. So, okay, what's three white circle mean? Let's go down. The first thing you'll notice is the movement characteristic. What exactly does three O mean? Keep everything quick and easy to measure. Kill teams use a system of four colors with corresponding shape to represent common distances. Oh, boy. And here they are. One quotation mark. Uh, it's been pointed out that the uh, inches is actually two straight lines and the quotation marks that they've put on this is actually quotation marks. So uh, one close <laughs> quotation. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I think inch, though, is what they're actually trying to say is a triangle. Tri Three-sided triangle. Two inches. Okay, yeah. Is... I often associate a triangle with one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Almost as much as three, actually. <laughs> so the, the next one for two inches is a circle. No sides. Of course. Or one side. There's two sides to a circle, inside and outside, That's, obviously. Yeah, okay. True, true, true. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, they've got that they're spot no, on. Spot that one. on. Yeah, you've got yeah. that one. A square for three. Of course. <laughs> a square for three. As the old saying goes, you know, three squares is better than one. <laughs> It's a pentagon that gets me, dude. The pentagon gets the me. The pentagon. And so then for six inches, it's a five-sided pentagon. <laughs> so we we use this in the Warhammer Club at school. Okay. Because it's a good way of getting kids. Yeah, yeah. To get It's a good way of getting kids to just play with their toys, right? Yeah. And even the school league does it. Like the official games workshop school league where they, you know, work with schools to, you know, get kids to play and what have you. They use um, Kill Team for their tournaments and what have you, right? Yep. I can guarantee no child will look at M free circle and think it means anything else than three inches. No. Not one child. No. So <laughs> I can, understand, I can understand the the trail of logic in this, in that they want to sell this to countries that use the metric system. But how is asking people to use the inches side on their tape measure more complicated <laughs> than telling them that a square is three and a triangle is one and a pentagon is six? It... I... 
it's it's well but here's what's cool. i'm having a i'm having an aneurysm just thinking about it can i also go back to one other thing as yeah, well please. that you completely glossed over tell me how far a lasgun shoots oh it shoots 4a no that's, no, that's how many shots it finds uh oh i don't know uh how many pentagons does it shoot? Oh, it doesn't say how many pentagons it shoots at all. While you're working out, Rob, I've actually had a really good idea. Yeah. I actually like it now because this is a great way of preparing kids for how needlessly complicated actual 40k and is. Life. Uh, yeah. And life. Yeah. And life. Yeah. And life. This is the setup. Yeah. This is 100%. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, say yeah, what yeah. range the las gun is. It. It's just... I presume I, I presume every every gun can just shoot as far as it wants in Kill Team. That's what I'm get, guessing Saves. from this. All, on Call GM, all guns have infinite range. Thank you. Um, you yeah, las gun shots are the length of the table. So my little, my little rusty revolver shoots as far as a rocket launcher yeah. in Kill Team. Well, here's what blows my mind, though. The trooper veteran, Excellent. this is the thing that kind of gets me. He moves three circle, yeah. which is six. So as, as far as I understand it, like in my common language, a six is clearly a pentagon. So why didn't they just put, yeah, why didn't they just put one pentagon, or is it three lots of circle? It's, it's I'm not upset with the num the the pictures. I just wonder if I think some someone was having a conversation on Twitter and that someone pointed out, oh, but maybe three circle is more flexible because you can go. One, two, three, like round a corner. Whereas if you're just in a straight line, you can just go in a straight line with a template. But I think that does that mean that you can only turn every every two inches or circle yeah. as it's known uh, in the so, yeah. you know arguably but in the box because yeah, they do so. Yeah. So let's just talk about this in the box. They include like a three sided combat gauge and like a and a pentagon one, right? Which isn't. Well, it's four sided. Well, yeah, but like, sorry, but it's got like the. This is. I understand your confusion because we, you know, <laughs> the size of the the size of the object clearly pay no mind to the number related to them anyway. So, so like, I understand. I don't blame. What, what they've done is like, well, you're buying kill team anyway, so the the numbering system is going to relate to these rulers, so you can use the rulers. But like, not to be like a dick, why couldn't you have just written the number on the ruler which you were already providing? Like, what? It doesn't matter. Anyway, that's Kill Team. So, less interested right now in Kill Team. Now I understand. Okay. So, <clears throat> I presume the people that worked on the rules for Kill Team were not considered senior enough to work on the rules of 40K. Yep. Yep. And now this makes sense as to the state of the rules of 40K. <laughs> I'm just looking because forward to this is like opening up. Sorry, yeah. You got Logan. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Well, okay. So that's anyways. I, I want to tell people I've got a square. That's all. So my question to the Twitch chat, to the people watching on YouTube, to the podcast listeners at home and to my co-hosts is, do these rules previews make you more interested in playing the kill team? Or would you say not as interested? Uh, Nick, I'll throw it to you first. Quick. Uh, looking at it less interested because I'd rather... Because it's just a brand new system you've got to learn, really. Um, I've already got enough games that I play. I'm not. I liked the fact that Kill Team was 40k, but slightly different. Whereas you can, you've already got part of your brain knows how 40k works. You just got to tweak it slightly to play Kill Team. Whereas this, it's got to be like, you know, you're not remembering numbers and stats. You're now remembering squares and shapes and colours, uh, and it's. I don't know. I don't have all that much confidence that it's uh, going to be that good based on um, 
the rules writing thus far uh, re- recently. I, uh, yeah, I think that's that I think that's sense. super fair. I think that's super fair. Um, okay, uh, Logan, thoughts real quick on that. I'm just trying to ascertain what the point of it is because if it's something that's trying to market itself to people that maybe play other skirmish games and would maybe want to try this out and don't particularly like full-scale 40k, uh, maybe it's embracing some mechanics from those. Um, I do personally believe it should be a gateway to 40k, a conveyor belt for both you know, adult and young gamers to, to perhaps build on a collection uh, and get into it. Um, but these, the, the rules that I've read just seem massively like counterintuitive. It doesn't seem very intuitive at all. Um, just for me to go, oh yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. That, that all seems very obvious. And that seems to be a problem across a lot of their 40k rules writing in general, because a lot of it isn't very intuitive generally bad, bad wording. Uh, and when they don't even use words. They seem to not be great at getting, yeah, like unnecessarily, unnecessarily complex. The idea of using uh, universal symbols uh, because you want to market this to territories that use the metric system is fine by me. But uh, literally within the first 30 seconds, you look at triangle one, circle two, square three, and pentagram (laughs) six and notice that there's somewhat of an issue there. Um, and it's just frustrating. It is quite frustrating. It is, but it is hilarious also to talk about it. I think Tom, you got any, th- yeah. you got any thoughts about the symbols? The kids are going to have a tough time, or it's it's well, fucking good. Is that when they got a shit paper round and they make you make them cycle in the rain? You're like, go learn what life's like, kid. I think I think firstly, and Nikos is uh, scanning over his um, his main reason for why he's not interested in this, and that is that whenever he sees a skirmish based game, he instantly has to compare it to more time. And exactly. You know, I was literally just thinking that. They peaked. They're more time. They peaked. And they just keep trying. It's like they're trying to chase the dragon. They're like, yeah. And that was so good. Let's just try and try again. Well, you've already fucking done it. Just yeah. re release the. Just re release more time and be done with it. Mm, exactly. Um, just don't secondly, change I can't care less about Quill Team after this release because I didn't care at all in the first place. I, I so think I think I'm just going to say I though, care man. about the same. I think you could have been thinking Logan. I mean, got it me, could Logan have been. Then maybe I care about it. Look, you got me hyped the other day, Logan. Like we were like talking about. I was like, honestly, our conversation. I was like, it could be a thing, you know? Yeah. Like, fast, pacey, fifteen hundred point games of like big, real forty k, smaller points like Kill Team, like bam, 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 bam. Do some live coverage, get people excited, tell the stories of like the yeah. bands, all that sort of stuff. It'd be fucking cool. But it could still be that. It could still be that. It's just. It could still. It, be. It's just that. There's there's that step. It's just an entry. It's an entry barrier. Like I said, it's just gatekeeps. It's not intuitive. It's something that someone who's already in the hobby will look at and go. Uh, but uh, no, I'll just I'll just carry on doing this thing. Carry on doing this thing. Well. It's fair, fair. Right. Okay. Let's talk about the new orcs. Let's talk about the new orcs, which is exciting. We've got three. Oh um, three out of four orc players, but this might there might be some spice in the orc stuff. Specifically, we'll start with the kind of, I guess, depending on who you are. If you're an orc player, you're keen. If you're not an orc player, of that ilk, not as keen. You can call, we'll start with you can call a big war. That's right. Stage one, stage two of the big war. So you can shout into the gaming hall of your choice. 
into the tired face of the player that you're playing on the <laughs> sixth round of a tournament. Just directly into Innes's dome. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. you could whip out a megaphone and you find him. Yeah, you yeah. could shout a war, uh, and then in that does a couple of things. There are three wars. There's uh, there's war. There's speed war, and then there's the great big war, uh, which uh, Gazgul Thraka can. Uh, uh, do you do you call the war at any point? Oh yes. Does it say uh, you a war oh, called once so per battle? Just after you've just after you've finished individually moving your 180 boys. <laughs> You can turn uh, to your opponent and let him know that you need to individually charge them all now as well. It'll be fantastic. Yes. Well, it's, Perfect time. It's at, the start, it's at the start of your command phase until your next command phase. Oh, start of your command phase. Okay. Well, you said any time. No. So. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, at the command phase. So, I, I, do you know what? I think it would be even better to call a war and then individually move 180 <laughs> boys. With real precision and care, because it would be perfectly in character. Yeah, so, yeah, that's. Well. Yeah, I love that <laughs> even more. Uh, so you get in two stages. So when you call a war, it's super strong in the first turn, and it weakens off in the second turn. And this is um, you uh, in turn one. Units from your army are eligible to declare a charge even if they advance. So you've got advance and charge when you first call a war. And then you also add mm -hmm. one to the attack characteristic of models from your army. And stage two, so the next phase, next turn, you add one to the attack characteristic. So you basically get plus one attack for two turns, which feels strong. I'm just going to say it. Feels pretty strong. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna say. But it does, it replaces what the, um, the bosses role. So the bosses role previously was to give an aura of advance and charge so mm -hmm. i'd be interested to find out what the boss's role now is whether it's something like plus one to hit which the old banner with knob used to um, give you or yep. what i hope is maybe their orc bosses are now more just like a a, a, a smash hero um i reckon he might give you re-roll ones to wound within six inches for coral that's what I think you might. Are you are you and reading an item which is Discord server? Reroll ones as well to hit. No, just a wound, because oh. the war boss is going to give you the reroll ones to hit. Oh, are all the leaks? That's just a. <laughs> no, I'm just assuming it will be because that's the generic nonsense fucking mechanic that they give for mid level characters, isn't yeah, it? It's true. Oh yeah, true. Uh, fucking roll it out. Well, I mean, there, there, there's no, well, better, orcs though, are very different. Know. No, Logan, how? No, Logan, how dare you? There's no way that they're going to roll out a bunch of copy-pasted abilities, <laughs> right, from Space Marines. Space Marines and Orcs are very different. There's no way. Of course it is. Let's pull up that snake. That we... right. <laughs> Wait, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the speed war is um, Orc models from your army do not suffer the penalty incurred for, to their hit rolls for firing <laughs> assault weapons in the same turn the unit advanced. Do they even have any now? Like, whatever. Each time an Orc's vehicle or Orc's biker model from your army shoots with a DACA weapon. Oh, with a DACA weapon. Nice. Make one additional attack with that weapon. Oh, shit, son. Uh, so you get plus one attack on your DACA weapons, which is pretty good. And then each time a model in an Orc's vehicle or Orc's biker unit from your army makes a ranged attack, improve the armor pen or the AP for the folks at home by one and then stage two your armor pen is still plus one but you lose the plus one attack so stage one plus one attack stage two um uh, an ap and then stage two ap one seems uh very good i would say stage three profit stage three profit stage three profit nick appreciate that that's good uh that one sounds good especially because we know we now know having before read this that the uh, the weapons have increased significantly Yes, the numbers have gone up. The numbers are higher. 
numbers have gone up everywhere. Yeah. So when 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 I saw when I saw the article today where like yeah the DAC weapons you get more shots and we spoke about it ages ago where um, this seems to be this is just a thing that they're that they're doing uh, computer games where when they release a new patch they just put numbers up to make everyone feel great um, and what it reminds me of is I don't know if anyone everyone has seen it's always sunny in Philadelphia but there's one scene that I love where. I think it's Charlie and Dee are walking, or at least Charlie, they're walking along a street and they go through a Korean fish market and there's just two Korean fish sellers passing the same fish back and forwards to each other. This is this feels to me what this current edition is so far. <laughs> We're just passing fish. The, the rules writers are just passing fish, the same fish, back and forth between them because they're putting the numbers up, but then, like, damage two heavy bolters, uh, more shots. But then everyone's getting more resilient at the same time because every fucking person in the world has transhuman now. Apart from Necrons. So, apart from Necrons. <laughs> because fuck Necrons for some reason. <laughs> uh, so, like, numbers are going up all over the place. But what actually is the point in the numbers going up? Um, more variance? For me, because for me, it's like, more to... fun for everybody. Yeah. But is it? But is it more fun? Like that's what like, I think. Isn't more fun. Well, it's more Definitely fun. More no, because there is. There's a whole section of people who are like, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if anyone played orc. Like we've all, three of us played orcs. What did? What did we want as orcs? Did we really want to roll more fucking dice? Armor saves somewhere. No, no one. Fun. As an orc player, I, the last thing I wanted is more dice to roll. Yeah, same. I wanted I, to be good I, in I combat, personal... not just with thirty boys. Pers- there's one thing I wanted less, but we'll come to that later when uh, we start to look at um, some of the clan attributes and what have okay. you. Well, so there's also, if you have Gazgul Thraka Magraka, uh, you also get to do a Mega War, uh, apparently, but um, we don't know what that looks like yet. So more on that. Does it last three turns? Yeah, maybe. No. That's a good one. Uh, so then the next thing we saw was uh, the Beast Snaggers, or do we see the guns first? We saw, I think we saw the guns first, yeah. So we saw the guns first. So we got new guns. Uh, so oh, you're saving it for me. Yeah, okay, I'm saving right. it for... Well, Let's I mean, go going in order is the plan, basically. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, so uh, the DACA weapons um, is a new... A new, like, assault, heavy, um, and rapid fire. We now have DACA weapons. Definitely not Definitely not rapid fire mechanic. Just, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's slightly it's completely different, Completely new right? and unique. Yeah, no. It's, like... it's it's completely different enough that it required its own <laughs> unique rule in the codex. Yeah. Uh, but you have two values for the number of attacks they make. When a model shoots its DACA weapon, use the first value if the target is within half the weapon's range. So it is like rapid mm. fire, but it's not just like the double rule, right? So um, so then they've given us some examples of those. So first up is from mm. uh, Gazgul. He has Mork's Roar, which was Assault 12, Strength 5, minus 1, damage on. And now it's th- it's got six inch range on it, which is wild considering the balls are sm- boards are smaller, uh, but great. Yeah. But he's so if you're within half range, so eighteen inches, he's DACA sixteen, and if you're over eighteen inches, it's DACA twelve. So he's he's gained basically plus four, and if he's doing a speed war, he would also get uh, DACA seventeen or DACA thirteen. What is he? He's not a he's not a vehicle or a bike. All oh, right, yeah, good shout. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, that seems pretty good. I mean, it was already good. But do you really want to be rolling more dice on Ballistic Skill 5? No, I don't want to be rolling more dice. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, That's definitely what you want at Game 6 uh, after starting at 7am in the morning, having to look through a sea 
of 70 dice to see which ones are the fives and sixes. Yeah. Sixes might explode as well, so yeah. you don't have to kind of you you know, pick do up the that. Five sixes, separate yeah. them into five. Then you've got to re-roll the ones as well, you know, because you'll have that, I'm sure. Uh, and yeah, be great fun. You'll love that by the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, and we'll all uh, love you. Right. We'll, we will love Orc players even more than we did previously. <laughs> I, I'm all right for it. I'm all right. Oh, yeah, because Tom can fucking <laughs> just read dice like a warlock. Um, right. So, true. Looks true. It looks at it like Dustin Hoffman and just... True story. <laughs> true story. He played in an Age of Sigmar How many toothpicks are on the table? <laughs> he played some Age of Sigmar guys recently. It freaked him out. Bring me a jar of pickles immediately. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's look at some of the other ones. Shooters, a classic shooter. Tom, I know, and Nick, I think you both run and use it shooter boys, right? So then yes. the 18-inch range, Assault 2... Um, straight for so they've got nothing bonuses there but they're now 18 range still but they're DACA 3 so if you get within 9 inches they're going to get an additional shot strength 4 no AP damage 1 that feels quite nice so let me ask you is this a side grade though because they're not assault anymore yeah so you can't advance and shoot them as well I think it's worse I generally think it's worse because if I'm within 9 inches of you I probably want to charge you anyway yeah, I'd rather shoot something further away with the same profile. So I'd rather be able to advance and hit something further away as well. Yeah. So not not a massive fan unless there's some like way around this. Obviously, we haven't seen. But it's a cool and unique so. mechanic that's really exciting and fun and something that someone else has to learn. Yeah, I feel like projects, rather than I having feel like a special rule. There's a right. lot of little tweaks in this codex that are going to come uh, based on what I've rumors that I've seen and that I've already like some of those rumors have already been proved correct. So I now put stock in the rest of those rumors um, whereby these little tweaks look small, but they massively change how you uh, play your codex. Mm. So one of the rumors I saw is that evil sons are, are losing their plus one to charge. Mm. And that is huge for York books, specifically because of how you utilize that with a combination of here we go, which is reroll one or both dice on the charge, and to jump and um, fuck, what's the uh, bring them all back called? The green, the green tide yeah. stratagem, right? Yeah, so you'd often have things just dropping outside nine inches and then getting a reliable eight inch charge off anyone anything they wanted. Because that's now a coin flip, but you know, it's like a 50 50 coin flip on a nine inch charge for a reroll. Um, it's not worth putting your resources into the same way I was talking about mm. looters, right? I think it is better to put your resources into something that you know is going to work rather than... It's like people who played Age of Sigmar specifically to try and win off double-turning people. Uh, well, so it's like, like, I'm going to build an army based off charging you mm. from a 9-inch charge with a reroll, and if I don't do it, I lose, and if I do do it, I win. Yeah, that's Which is what, not a consistent way of Yeah, playing. I was going to say, yeah, like, like <laughs> I think that definitely was a playstyle, but I don't think that was necessarily the playstyle. Like, it was just one of the toolbox utility pieces in an all. True, but, I, but you did I, still see pretty much everyone was taking boys. Yeah, yeah. I and would I like to I, say not necessarily now, a but... 50-50 coin flip is by far the best chance of winning that you can have against Admech and Drukari currently <laughs> in the meta. True. You take so, a shooting list and you hope you go first. I mean, you try and shoot them off yeah, the board. True. As the, uh, as, as the arguably best player in the world, uh, <laughs> in the arguably greatest country on the planet. Yeah, full of all the best arguably 40k players, including yeah. an arguably incredibly strong middle of 400 to 500 people. Who are all arguably uh, top tier players in their own right if they just paid for our arguably fantastic uh, coaching services that arguably everyone offers? <laughs> Strong argument. The, the, the big mm, shooters. Yeah. <laughs> the big shooters. I've got 36 inch range, or had, sorry. Uh, they still do. 
So, never mind. Uh, assault three. <laughs> assault three, strength five, no AP, damage one. But the new version of Big Shoot is a 36-inch range, and they're DACA five. So, Nick, you seem hype about this. Not at all. I'm ironically celebrating because I'm. I don't care. Like I said, like I, I don't care. I, I don't. I personally don't play orcs to roll lots of dice for shooting. No, you want to beat the, the fuck a... up, right? It's okay, Nick. Yeah. We've got a solution. For yeah, you, I want to. I want to run in with my boys and I want to smash them in the face with a chopper. Yeah. That's what I want to do with my boys. I want lots of boys on the table just chopping. Ed butts. That's running around. Yeah, Ed butting people. That's the kind of rules I want. And like two extra shots in a BS five boy, <laughs> like. Like it's like it's yeah. fucking weird, right? Like if you were if you'd like got that Space Marine game that was on PS4, which is wicked, by the way. Yeah, mate, I've been playing it on uh, the PC yesterday. Oh, nice, it's still fun. Yeah, and you were yeah, like, oh, fun. these boys look fucking wicked. Like I'm loving this, right? And you were like, I'm gonna get some orcs and just run around. And then someone was like, Do you want to play orcs? They'd be like, Yeah, but like, have you thought about buying loads of race cars? They'd be like, No, I haven't thought about buying race cars. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like. I don't want a load of race cars. I want to, like, have some big fellas, like, mm. headbutt folk and whatever. And they'll be like, well, have you thought about rolling a billion dice? And like, N- no, mm. you weirdo. Um, but anyway, so that's those. Uh, some <laughs> some cool things. Rocket launcher, 24-inch range, assault one, strength eight, uh, mm-hmm. AP two, damage three. Uh, but the new one is heavy D3, which is pretty rad. Yeah, buddy. Strength eight, minus two, D- uh, three yeah. damage. That's pretty cool. I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah. I don't mind that change. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't mind, like, rocket launchers going up. Because before, yeah, they were just one shot. Like, going from three to five from a no AP damage one weapon isn't that exciting. But, like, I think you'd take rock, Rocket Boy, like, uh, Tank Busters as, like, an anti-tank role. So making them a bit better is actually a bit, is quite exciting. D- D3 hasn't really got enough variance in it for it to be, like, massively spiky as well it's so mm. it's that's pretty much a straight better i mean obviously you're gonna yeah. move I mean, and incur shooting penalties to do so but i mean know. that said uh two things on that firstly it is still blast so if you shoot at a unit with six or more models you get maximum shots every single time yeah so you automatically get you get free second of all is there any kind of um potentially vehicular units that might be able to take multiple of these rocket launchers yeah cans big cans Mm. What about buggies? Are there any buggies that can take multiple oh, of these? No. Can they? Buggies? There might be something. Can't remember. No, but cans can. Killer cans. If the cans can, yeah, you, yeah. Can quite, okay. you can have quite a few uh, rocket launchers there. And like, it's, pretty, and it's mm. a pretty yeah. nice profile as well. AP2 damage 3 is quite nice because like, it's like, that, like, that would work really nicely into intercessors. Not that you really see them, but like, I was fucking saying anyway for the, for the lads. Yeah, but also... And like in cursors, you see yeah, them. Yeah, what about mm-hmm. catafrons and stuff like that? Like, you know, they're... they're uh, I mean, not Skatari Horde. But, like, I don't think you see catfronts anyway. But you know what I mean. Copters, uh, Datcom. Defcopters have got a bunch of rocket launchers. Thanks, Datcom. So nice to see you. And they got new models as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking hype. Um, all right, so rocket launcher, I'm quite excited about. Rocket cannon was Assault 2D3, 24-inch range, is now Heavy 3D3. So big upgrade there. So an extra and dice. And as well. Huh? Yeah. And blast as well, so you're still only getting three, but you know, you can only get three anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so it doesn't make much of a difference to seeing these squads. I'd say that's quite nice, though, personally. It's mm. it's all right. It's all right. Uh, I think you can I, get that on a buggy, though. Right? Yeah, you can. 
Okay, yeah, so that then the heavy doesn't make any difference on a buggy, so that's cool. No. Yeah, um, Just means you can't good. advance and uh, shoot it. That's one of the cars. That's, all, but... that's one of the cars. Yeah. Oh, all right. I don't know what it's called. It's just a car. So the next one, the custom Mega Blaster. Yeah. Now, can, can I can I just preface before we go yeah. into it? Within half an hour of seeing this, I was in the WhatsApp chat saying, Scribble, have you got any Death Dreads that you can tell me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Death Dreads could take four of these things. Really? Oh, really? Four? Yeah. Wow. I believe so, yeah. So they used to... I mean, obviously they're Blast as well. So if you're, getting, if you're hitting a squad of six or more, you're getting 12 shots. If you've got a squad of three, you're getting 36 shots. Well, let's talk about, like, so let's talk about it. Custom Mega Blaster. It was Assault 1, Strength 8, minus 3, D6 damage. And if you rolled a 1, you took a Mortal Wound afterwards. Yeah. Uh, the Custom Mega Blaster is obviously famous on a bunch of mech guns at one point. Um, and now the Custom Mega Blaster is Assault D3. Oh, it's Custom Mega Cannon. Oh, yeah. No, fair. yeah. You're right. Uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Custom Mega Blaster is now Assault D3. Still 24 inch range. Yeah, because, of course, the other one was 48, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, assault D3, um, blast, strength eight, minus three, D6 damage. So it's basically got <coughs> effectively one more shot on average, which is pretty huge. Um, uh, and is also blast. So it could be, it could do some pretty amazing work into the right units. Uh, so yeah. And, yeah. Blast, blast on a D3 is pretty useful. Yeah. And especially when you can have, yeah. and when you have multiple D3s, like if you have three, like Thomas saying, you see three or four on the, Four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I believe. I'm going to double check it one side, but I'm pretty certain. That's pretty crazy. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's a lot of DACA. I mean, but it's hitting on fives, right? Yes. Yeah, but we but don't know whether there's any um, any stratagems or other mechanics yet in the book that might make them more accurate. Because obviously last book we had the the daka 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 exploding fire. I mean, I'm sure you could take, you know, 20 of them and make them auto wound on rolls of four plus to hit for a one CP or something. That doesn't sound unreasonable, <laughs> not does it? This, not at this stage. <laughs> Doing more wounds on fives. Probably. Okay, so here, here it is. You've got base, you've got two big shooters and two uh, dread claws. Yep. And you can replace any of those big shooters or dread claws with rocket launchers. Custom Mega Blasters, Scorches, or Dread Source. So four Custom Mega Blasters. Wow. Or four Rocket Launchers if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah. But I think the AP-3 is big, uh, even if I do prefer flat free damage to D6. Yeah, yeah, of course um, it is. Just because of uh, Skitari. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's fair. Well, you don't like shooting things with plus one strength and AP-2. Maybe Sorry, I had this your... weekend. I mentioned I, if you not hit your a favorite Skitari, thing. With a plus one strength, AP minus two damage one weapon, you actually make it save better. Yeah, you buff them. <laughs> I know. Yourself. Jesus. It's stupid. Right, so the bubble uh, chucker. The bubble chucker. 48 inch range, heavy D6, D6 strength. Uh, only one D6 as well, which is pretty sad news. Uh, D6 yeah. AP and damage D6. The new bubble chucker um, is you roll a D3 and you have three different profiles. Heavy 3D3. Uh, strength six minus two damage one, heavy D six strength eight minus three three damage. These are all forty eight inches. Or heavy one strength ten minus four D three plus three. And the bubble chucker was normally the, one of the more expensive ones, which was weird because it was one of the worst ones. Um, yeah. uh, so, but now it's kind of fun if you, especially if you roll into wobbly bubble, um, because heavy D six strength eight minus three three damage. It's quite nice. I quite like that and. Yeah, but you roll this after you target the unit, so... Yeah, so that's the issue, you know, you... Oh. you, you 
you can't guarantee that. I mean, the, the, there's generally going to be two profiles that are useful against a specific target if you're skewing. Yeah. Um, one that's going to be <coughs> shit. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then that's rubbish and already made me super sad. <coughs> okay. I don't think it's rubbish. I just think, you know, there's a lot of room for There's a lot of dice being rolled to make them actually good. And <coughs> realistically, heavy 3D3 is not great for a blast as well. Yeah. It's probably like you, you get the least benefit out of that unless you're shooting 20 Skatari, of course, which everyone should be shooting all the time. <laughs> and throw the kitchen sink at them. Maybe like whatever yeah. whatever you could just do. Flip the table. Yeah. Just break his models. Let's go. So no one else has to suffer through this. Yeah. Uh, right. So that's the that's the guns. So uh, Orcs getting Dakar. Nick, you first. Orcs getting the Dakar rule. Uh, you got any thoughts about it or are you just livid? You're livid about having to roll more dice. I'm livid about having to roll more dice. Fair. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just rather. I mean, obviously, we don't we don't have the full picture yet, but I'm not personally that excited. But that because the numbers are going up, I want to see interesting, uh, fluffy, uh, nuanced rules that I can use during the game to make cool plays rather than yeah more dice. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Tom, any thoughts about the guns at the minute? Excited about uh, Mega Blasters? I think we're going to see more shooting Orc armies because I don't think the melee is as reliable without plus one well, to We charge. haven't seen it yet, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. If we don't get the plus yeah, one to charge. Yeah, I think these guns are going to pop up. Yeah, yeah. I, I would suspect that's going to be the case, so I would think a lot of this is going to be important yeah. uh, going forward. Yeah, yeah. And Logan, any thoughts? Not bothered? Um, Yeah, rolling 50 dice and hoping you get 10 hits is... Just, just a shit time, isn't it? It's like waste of time. It is a waste of everyone's time. It is. Um, it is like. And, and if you go, if you go, and if you're doing it at a tournament, it's fucking hard work. Like, yeah, doing that at our age with our wrists. <laughs> yeah, I did. So I had. A... I have you know that my wrists are very well exercised. Thank you very <laughs> no, much. he's right though. He's also he's also right though. Like I agree with you. Like having run a load of mega cannons, it's just a bit like. Or oh, I remember charging thirty art boys once into a custodian's bike shield captain. And like he took a wound, and I was like fucking knackered afterwards. You took a wound, nice guy. I know, I was, mm. I was chuffed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, what's the point? What's the point in doing this? Like, why are you giving me these tools which do nothing? Um, but anyway, right. So next up, just let me just let me look at it and do one mortal. We'll just let's just, yeah, just fuck all the eighty dice that we're rolling. Just let me look at you. I'll do one mortal. We will just move on. We'll move on to the next thing, and that that's it. I'll take that. You good? Yeah, cool, fine. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than wasting every wasting twenty minutes re-rolling them all as well. Um, yeah, you know all that. I but, saw. Uh, yeah. I was playing Mark Crumahome once at an event a few years ago, and he was just he was lovely man. Mark. Yeah, and he the was just try, he was trying some he was just trying some twelve inch charges with some rhinos, and I was just like fucking overwatching with like each unit, and he was just like I was like I'm not gonna roll it. He was like cool. I'm just gonna put a wound on every one of these, like and, and I'll stop if I make it in. I was like good handshake. That saved us like twenty minutes. Like I was like it was good. Yeah, thumbs. Yeah, we're all good. Um, That's a pint. Yeah, it, <laughs> well, well, well for both of us. Right, and the next up, next article, and I'm very excited about the next article because I'm going to get myself some beast snagger boys because I think they look the tits. It's all I'm going to say, like big cojones uh, or pert ones. Small pert ones are also beautiful. Whatever, like they're all nice, but they're good 
jubblies is what I'm saying. I'm very excited. Uh, and then, so I'm looking forward to this. And we get to find out some cool stuff about them. Specifically, the cultures is where we're at now. So the snake bite culture. Each time attack is made against a unit with this culture, unless that attack has a strength characteristic of eight or more, an unmodified wound roll of a one for three for that attack fails, irrespective of any abilities that have the weapon or the model making the attack may have. And then each time a squeak model this culture makes a melee attack, if that model unit made a charge move or performed a heroic intervention, this turn add one to that attack's to wound roll. So a subculture that's transhuman <coughs> before you spend a CP. Just a whole subculture of transhuman. Um, uh, and slow blood angels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Logan, I'll let you go first. Help yourself. This has been the laziest three months of Warhammer rules writing I think I've ever lived through mm -hmm. in the thirty near 30 years that I've been playing Warhammer. It's so lazy. They're literally just getting a, a trash bag of all the same mechanics and just pouring them in to all of these books. And I'm sure they've, I can understand why all the, all the rumors and all the shills have been saying they're all really balanced against each other because they're all the same fucking book. That's why they're balanced against each other. Apart from Necrons. No, these, these last books. <laughs> these last three. Recently. <laughs> Obviously, anything, anything before Dark Angels doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what, how are you feeling about Army Wide Twitch chat? Rura, Everblight, Couch Warrior, Nurgle Matthew, how are you feeling <laughs> about transhuman across the army? Nick, what are you thinking? Well, as an Orc player, yep. I'm pretty excited about Same. it. Same. Because if I ran 250 boys that are really hard to wound, then they're more likely to stick around. Um, but I do sort of, I do agree with sort of Logan's point of view as well, that they do... It see it's like they've got like it's like um you know the flavor of the month this edition is the transhuman edition eighth edition was reroll ones this edition is transhuman I wonder what tenth is going to be yeah you know the new mechanic they go oh this is cool let's put that everywhere um, well we, we haven't we seen the rest again. of the cultures which will most likely be ignore AP one and two um. Obsec. Fight last if you charge. Obsec across the whole army. Remove your obsec, perhaps, as well. What's the other shit that they keep putting in here? Well, I... Uh, I'm sure there'll be... Uh, they'll, I'm, and I'm sure the strats will all be the same shit as well. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty nonplussed about these books, to be honest with you. Um, they've shown that they're... I mean, apart from Sisters, because Sisters isn't absolute nonsense. Um, but that's only standing next to Admech and Drukhari. Um, uh, sister's books sister books well done there's a lot of shenanigans and weird shit in there uh, and it's not as generic as the other two but I'm I'm just bored of seeing all, all these mechanics that used to be really unique to factions it was like that was their gimmick yeah you know uh, and now they've just gone right here's all the same fucking gimmicks you've all got access to it somehow uh, and just find the optimal build uh, that's the, that we've overlooked and that we haven't priced correctly and then use it for two months and then we'll patch it out and then find another one and then we'll just keep keep playing the same game and it's a bit bit shit. It's a bit shit. It's a bit shit. A bit shit. Tom, where you at? I, I think you're right, Nick. I think it is flavour of the month because every book is literally just 
fine for a month, right? Like we see minimum one book every single month. And I wonder if that's partly what's causing the issue in that you're rushing out mm. one or two books every single month. And therefore you don't have time to take care and put quality and individual mechanics in all these factions. You just mm. go, oh, what can we do here? Ah, oh, fuck it, just put it in there. When you don't have like dozens of people working in a department and you have this kind of schedule, this is what's going to happen. Um, down to the rule itself, I have spent pretty much my entire afternoon uh, arguing with people about this. Say arguing with people. People are like, oh, this is so good. Man, I go, that fucking sucks. And they are, yeah, fine. Because this only affects the lowest toughness model that this affects is toughness five, right? Yeah. Doesn't affect Gretchen. Basic boys are toughness five, which means that the only things this is going to affect are things with, that are strength six, six or seven. Yeah. Or strength five weapons that have plus one to wound. Yeah. So realistically, it's not. If if you had like you know only wound me on fours on a model with toughness one, it'd be you know insane, right? Yeah. But you're already getting a lot of this bonus against the vast majority of weapons, and when yeah. you cap it at strength four, eight, uh, strength seven, it's not it's not massive. <laughs> um, I, that said, I do like it uh, because you've obviously got the second component of the squig models getting a plus one to wound. I like it because I don't think this is strong enough to necessarily make things like uh, a squig build or snake bites the best build for orcs in, once everything's like dropped because I don't think that's how the game's plays. But I think it does make them better and therefore you're more likely to see these kinds of builds with all these cool squig models and these kinds of armies pop out on the table because it doesn't make them oppressive or like super strong or necessarily the standard orc build where you're just going to see this all the time but it does encourage you to take other kinds of armies mm. but still have some play but aren't necessarily amazing well i but i do agree about the point about um it being a bit lazy but I, I, no, I, I think that's I think that's incredibly insightful in terms of as to why uh, there's so much you know uh, repetition yeah. amongst these yeah. these books that have come out yeah. towards the front end and of, it doesn't mean there's no problem there's still a problem I 100% agree with you boys there's definitely <laughs> a problem here but I I don't think it's just the, the rules light is being lazy I think it's the opposite I think they're just being overworked I I I, I would I, agree with that forever sorry Nick after you. I was going to say, I think uh, I remember a show a couple of years ago where I, I said, I think they're going too fast. I think everyone got really excited when 8th came around and they said, right, you know, it's a vastly different addition to the previous one. Mm -hmm. So we want to bang out the books really quickly so everyone can play this new edition with these books. Yeah. But I think they're, they're I think they're greedy bookshop now. They're not Games Workshop, they're greedy bookshop because they're like, right new edition every three years and every every army which is like like 16 or whatever it is in the minute gets a new book in those three years that's too many books in too short a time to actually do it well and do it yeah. right they and should... also in in eighth as well most of those books were no were not even usable until they got the, the second yeah the psychic, psychic awakening, awakening stuff. and even yeah. then yeah. you know if you're a tuned player you know that they still weren't workable so yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating. I can well, I just wish they would have uh, a longer time scale for their edition and they just took they took their time to write books well rather than being greedy and just wanting to sell as many books as possible rather, and, and care more about the quality of the game rather than their book sales. It's I, crazy I writing wish. these books two years in advance mm. as well. Yeah. I don't understand how that would even be Feasible. workable now. But sorry. So I, I wish we never... Sorry, can I just make yeah, one yeah, point, Rob? I wish, we'd never, I wish we never changed edition. Okay. 
not because I like Ninth Edition, but because I wish they'd just commit to the game and just mm. fucking make it as good as they physically could, rather than feeling like they have to produce something that they have to pretend is super new every three months and then reset all yeah. the codexes. Like, I remember at the start of 8, everyone was crying, oh, we need strategies for everything, we need strategies for everything. Stick to a core mechanic. You can, If you really want to reset it, just do a hard reset on it. That's absolutely fine after, like, a decade or so, right? But... It feels like a new edition isn't really a big thing anymore. It just It's just a thing that happens. Can you just commit to making your game as soon as possible rather than just resetting every three years for everyone to have to buy new stuff? Yeah, I, so, like, yeah, I, I there are so many points in there that I agree with and I want to, like, reiterate and then kind of, like, reinforce in a bunch of different ways. Number one, the, the fact that I think that the staff are overworked and under-resourced, I hugely agree with and also know to be true. So those are those are those two things that I think are back-to-back. Um, because ultimately the quality, and it's weird, it's weird to us because we're a gaming channel. We play the game, right? We're invested in playing the game. Like, the models being awesome is cool for us because it makes our game look better. When you get a graphics update, you're like, sweet, it's it's insert game. Castle and Crow. Yeah, you insert the yeah. game you like, version 5 or 6 or 7 or whatever. You've got a graphics update, you're like, amazing. New... Red Alert Remasters. Yeah, yeah, new graphics. You've got a new storyline. That's rad as well. I love that. Like, give me that as well. Like, feeds in. That's good. But ultimately, <laughs> we're gamers. And if the gameplay, like, is, like, downhill, and they just don't give the mm. resources to the gamers, and they don't really understand that it's the game that I think pushes a huge proportion of their... We, we also have enormous problems in carrying codexes from edition to edition. So yeah. we, we, we might hit... Okay, I feel like we hit a sweet spot in ninth for about two months before um, the Drukari came out because I know there weren't events in the UK, but in Australia and America where there were a significant number of events because they either had a good COVID um, system or they pretended COVID didn't exist. (laughs) Um, Most of the top tens had like seven to nine different factions in. And for me, that's that's great. I think that looks brilliant. Uh, It's exciting for me. It means that you know, there's loads of different content when I'm checking stuff out, and I think that's a good place to be. And now it's three factions, and we know which two of them are, and that's like 70%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you have huge problems when you travel from edition to edition because you're porting stuff over and it never really works. It's very hard to find that sweet spot. If we, again, use examples of gaming, if you look at stuff like esports, for example, <clears throat> they don't do this. They continually supply new content and i think games workshop can continue doing that ad infinitum i don't think they need to resell the same thing we can continue like we will buy campaign books until the cows came come home we'll buy new iterations of characters like we will buy crow and mephiston and gazgul and ragnar blackmane you know they give me an amazing new sculpt of a mini that i've owned for 10 years fuck yes i'll buy that i don't think they need to do uh, different editions. I think that's a very good point from Tom because if you watch, you know, like Dota and League, mm. Counter Strike, they have they have far longer cycles than three to five years. Mate, Counter Strike is a fantastic example. When did CS:GO come out? It was like 2012, mm. and we're just starting. Like, I mean, I don't know how it's going right now, right? With um, obviously the online era and what have you. But that yeah. game, we've done little patches. Well, they're running but... IEM in Cologne right now. Yeah, it's fucking huge. exactly. Yeah. International is happening soon for Dota. It's yeah. going to have like a $35 million prize pool yeah, because man. people are buying in-game compendiums and skins just because they love changing the aesthetics of the thing that they play yeah. every day. 
that stability mm. helps people invest. Yeah, 100%. And it's not like they did Counter-Strike Global Offensive in 2012 and they released Source 2 in 2015. Mm. Because they know that if they just make a good game, that's a product in and of itself. The game sold and then they released uh, it as a free version. And they're still selling like player skins for the majors and what have you. Well, a good example is like, Games Workshop themselves. They had, not they, they had Blood Bowl, yeah. right? So they had Blood Bowl, then it got left. And then the community took over Blood Bowl. And then you ended up with tournaments with 1,000, 1,100 people until the launch of New Blood Bowl. New Blood Bowl had mm. an active community of tournaments numbering in the thousands. And then they revisited their own IP and were like, oh, we should probably take this back from the unwashed masses. Um, right? Like, who were already... We can make some money off this. Yeah, because we lot. can make some money off this. <laughs> but, like, ultimately, like, I think one of the things that, that this Snake Bites culture thing uh, uh, showcased... Um, is that they're understaffed on the, the the rules team. And it's something we've talked about on this show all the time, is they're not trying to make a game that works as a game. But then arguably, I don't think they're trying to make a game for gamers. I think that there's they just have like a, a mid, like they have like a... The, it's a, a book delivery system. Well, no, I don't mean that. Like, I think I think ultimately, if we, we be fucking serious for a moment, it's really, really hard to play 40k competently. Like, it's really... Oh, I I cannot imagine a teenager with 2021 attention picking up a Warhammer 40,000 rulebook and thinking, you know what? I really want to bother learning this. Yeah. I, I can't imagine it. Like... Mm. I mean, they could make a version that does do that. It's probably why we're all on the spectrum <laughs> here. Like, <laughs> normal people would not go to do this. Yeah, and it's super hard. So I think that they don't pitch it at that audience. They pitch it at, like like Nick was saying, the big numbers audience. Yeah, who were just like, have you seen I get 12 shots now instead of six? Whoa! And then they buy the thing. Like, that. yeah, like, what? Like, that's the thing. That, that's just me. <laughs> and I, me. I, I have done this. And me, uh, is what I want to say. I would say, I would, one of the things I'd like to talk about, irregardless of like the whole top structure, is what Logan said, is that it doesn't, and, and Nick touched on it as well, is this rule doesn't make me think of snake bites. Like, why? Like, I get they're tough. Like, I, like if you said to me, hey, Rob, oh, what, bro. What, thing, what thing do yes. you want from what thing do you want from orcs? I would have said tough because I hated that, like, I would run 30 boys at something. They'd fall down to literally anything, like anything, like, that was around. So I would have loved to have had something that was, like, uh, tankier. Like, I want a lead. you got toughness five. Fuck off with you. Well, I know I did. But, like, like this, like, doesn't make me feel like they haven't added the spice, the flavor to these units. Like, looters were a joke and fun because of, like, you yeah. know, Tom like it. Well, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, they do their thing. Like, this, <laughs> but, like, look at the Smash Captain. The Smash Captain made it into, like, the cultural zeitgeist of 40k because you mm. stacked up all these things and you did this thing. I'm into that. Like, I'm into that. Like, when you, but like, they didn't really like justify as to why, and there wasn't really a narrative reason. But they should just put more rules on the data sheets, and they should make stuff that's more like maybe snake bites are great against like anything that's got a wound value of like, I don't know, like eight plus or something. You're like, oh, they hunt big things. Like, that's what they're about. <laughs> yeah, they that, go... that should have been the beast nagger thing, definitely. Yeah, right. You know, plus one to hit against monsters or vehicles is pretty fucking straightforward it's thematic and somewhat useful as well um yeah. but like so that i mean a, a lot of those, a lot the problem is though a lot of those kind of abilities are 
when you're tied into all comers list for competitive, a lot of those abilities end up being like a lot of the relics and warlord traits where they're too situationally useful because you do tie into being too thematic, um, you know. But I guess it's nice having a, if you've got a codex like Orcs, which has got a million units in it, then it's nice to know that if the meta shifts towards this, this and this, I can use these guys because that's my tool in my toolbox. And that's why Marines are always really, really good and resilient and to meta changes. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah, and Eldar, of course. Yeah, so like my, my, my point. Like, like, and it's why Tau are either completely fucking busted or dog shit. There's no. Same middle. with Imperial Knights. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about tuning numbers. Yeah, it is all about mm. tuning numbers, and I think that they should add some more spice to the to the data sheets. They should make that be where the joy and the fun is, because then you're like, it's not the the overarching store. Like, it's not the overarching like I've put these numbers higher than your numbers. It's these things do this cool thing. They blow up. I'll tell you one of the orc units I love the most: the old rocket hammer. That bad boy. Yeah, when he was in, uh, yeah, yeah, Nick, like, so he would just be in... Tankbuster guy. Yeah, well, yeah, Tankbuster, yeah. He had the rocket hammer, right? Mm. That's what he had. Yeah, and, yeah, just just the model alone without any rules just evokes <laughs> such a cool thing in a game. An orc with a rocket that's a hammer. <laughs> Come like, in! I've got a metal one behind here somewhere. Yeah, like... I have to say as well, as fucking annoying as it was, and fuck bombers in general, because it's such a yes. dog shit mechanic, yes. but the fucking... The the kamikaze orc scorcher jet thing that just flew in and exploded is the fucking coolest shit. I hate it with a passion. You can play around it. It's fine. It's fucking annoying. And it's an amazing idea and concept. Brilliant. Loved that. Fucking six archaeoraptors flying over you and just picking up stuff is nonsense, though. So, like, there's, there's, there's a nice middle ground in... What can be thematic and and balancing it out and I, yeah I like I like stuff like that where it it feels mad orky you know it actually does feel orky that's a, that's the sort of thing I'd think orcs and tyranids would do like they'd literally just throw themselves at you and not yeah, care they've got they've got endless numbers they don't they don't care if something dies yeah. yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's also like exactly what an orc would do. Yeah. So like I, I touch on all your points. I agree that there's a larger conversation about them being resource poor and about what their overall strategy is with the game. But I think if you cycle it back to like the pure joy, like that pure like imagination joy, mm. which is what's go- gorgeous about Warhammer and especially 40k. It's why we're grumpy old men, right? Because we're literally just chasing that childlike glee. Yeah all the time mm. yeah mm. like and give us that like and that, that's where i think the biggest <laughs> the real world has taken all joy from us <laughs> so we need to find it in toy soldiers <laughs> so like give us that um so yeah i need to find it in some grim dark dystopia yeah. that's a very real like current thing with the growth in men in their 30s returning to their childhood hobbies and those industries seeing yeah a huge upturn yep it's a big big thing so same with same with the vinyl yeah. record industry, in fact, actually. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if VHS tapes will come back or really, really, really bad TVs. Any of those could arguably they'll come back, is what I think. Maybe. Who knows? Arguably they already have. <laughs> right. So I think that's the, the thing, um the thing with the the transhuman thing. I mean ultimately as an orc player, baller that we've got it. Like baller. Like that's pretty rad. And that's just that subculture. Um, so, like, ignoring... Uh, but like Tom says, it's probably not actually that functional uh, because it's on Toughness 5 models. So you'll probably switch up to a different 
like subculture because it really doesn't add much unless squigs are uh, amazing. So then uh, they showcased uh, Zodgrod Wartsnagger and what he's able to do. Um, uh, so he's got the squig stopper rule. At the start of the fight phase, you can set one enemy monster units within six inch model and roll D6 on two plus that unit is not eligible to fight. So it's like a worse version of fight last. It doesn't do to everyone just monsters. So that's not really an issue. Um, and then you've got the beast snagger boys, um, a beast. That... May, 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 Go may. on, Tom, after you. These. Okay. 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 So they can be running units of 10 to 20 strong. Okay. They also have something called a thump gun, which is 18 inch range. Assault D3, Blast, Strength 6, they my minus 1 damage D3. Yep. Part of me really hopes that every model in this unit gets one of these. But nah, part of me nah, hopes they really don't. I'm re- I don't know, man. I'm reading that top paragraph above it, right? I don't know. If, and, if, it's oh. a, if, if they do, I, on, as a Death Guard me. player who got really fucked over with the Plague Marine War Scroll uh, data state where it's so limited to what is in the box... I can almost guarantee that it will be one per ten because I uh, imagine they get you get uh, one thud gun or maybe two in the I, box. I kind of hope it will be just so I don't have to play against it, but I also kind of hope <laughs> it, it won't be because that's sixty shots at strength six eight minus one damage D three against anything with six or more models. Yeah, make those <laughs> Katari like, Vanguard like even better. Yeah, I mean, but they will get a better save. It's true. However. <laughs> It, Wounding uh, on fours, saving on two plus. They love it. Oh yeah, beautiful. What a what a great fucking unit. <laughs> it's not like they've already seen this problem in Skinks and Age of Sigmar before. Yeah, let's just do it for for forty k as blast well. As well, I want them all to have it because, like, I'm super into the Snagger Boys. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Like, I want Orcs to be like giga fucked. Like, look, if it's Admech, whatever. If it's Drukari, the models are pretty old anyway and are fucking sucky. But it's Orcs, man. Like, who gives, like, if they make Orcs dumb broken? Like, that's fucking rad. I'm in. Whatever. Like, because they've already made two things dumb broken. You might as well make this guy dumb broken as well. Like, no? Just me. Yeah, but i'm I'm happy because i have orcs like i'm 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 i would love orcs to be uh broken because i've got like loads of orcs ready to go um and i missed it won't out be the ones like, you own. it'll be the ones you can buy Necrons for sorry it won't be the ones you own it'll be the ones you can buy i well, love yeah, that was the a, fact that was a point that i was Games gonna make Workshop is competent enough to do that rob god bless you uh i don't uh, think I that i appreciate that naivety. i don't think that oh I, come on they at least know no, they don't know how to make new models good. They don't. That's true. They don't. That's true. History. So, if they knew they, what but models, they always, were, but they always if do they make... knew what models were good, they wouldn't immediately sell out on release. <laughs> Wonder if people will buy these. Like they'd stock up ahead of time. Yeah, I think that. Uh, you know what? The 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 Skitari <laughs> are pretty good in this book. Let's 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 make sure we make more of these and less of those. Those tanks with the out of line of sight shooting that we just took a massive shit on. Let's put all our plastic <laughs> investments portfolio into. They're not good at the stonks game, Rob. You need to. Yeah, I know. know. I love well, how as well. Also, I, I disagree to an extent because I think Admech didn't have any new models to release, whereas Orcs they've got a brand new faction <coughs> that they're releasing. So I think True. they, I think also, they've made the new Orc models. No one better. owned eighty Skitari Vanguard, so they, you know. They would have been new models to even admit players. I love how Rob is succumbing 
So the same thing that happens in every financial institution in which he said, if it's okay for everyone else, then fuck it, it may as well be me too. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. that and corrupt, absolute, every Counter-Strike team in the online era. Uh, uh, what do you want me to do? Like, I do this for a living. Like you, you, you're you like you're like you're, you're in a competent. You're a competent professional esports commentator. I commentate on this Mickey Mouse operation hobby, who just produce a bunch of wild shit. Like I have to kind of embrace <laughs> it. Like what the fuck else can I do? Like otherwise I'd just be here like yeah, game's broken again. Uh, has been now for like six fucking months. Like <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> Only six months. Holy shit! You guys had a gold medal. <laughs> Uh, anyway, like I don't know what I could do. I got to be excited about something. It might as well be orcs being good. That's where I'm at. Right, let's talk about the squigs because these models look sweet as, and I'll paint them terribly. Um, tough determining armor to the teeth. Uh, we got to find out what the squig hog boys' stats are like. Uh, so you can take units of three to six. Uh, move ten. Tough six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that snake bite thing is is rubbish. If you're running a lot of squig hog boys, then you don't really care because it only. It literally only affects strength seven and strength six with plus one to wound. That's basically yep, it. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Give, me, all, give eh? me that. Give me exploding sixes to hit in combat. Whatever fucking culture that is, please. Cost. Thank you. Yeah, you're gonna put you're yeah. gonna put these in there. Yeah. So move ten. Uh, hit on threes. Wound. Uh, shoot on fives. But they've got no guns, so it doesn't matter. Like, or they have. They've got something, but who gives a fuck? Toughness six though. Big stonks. Three wounds. Sad face, and then three attacks, uh, and also leadership six is also big sag, like totally, uh, um, totally sad. Uh, but then they got a four, and they got a four up save, which is also sad, but whatever. Um, now uh, they've got some shooting attacks, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but the important attacks is the saddle get weapon each time bearer you get to make like a little attack with a Gretchen that's like slid along with you. Uh, but then the Squig Hog Jaws, which is the one we're excited about. Each time the bearer fights, it makes two additional attacks with these. They're strength six, AP one, damage two. And then the Orc on top um, is strength plus one. So he's strength six, AP two, damage two. So you've got... And, uh, go on, Tom. Remember if you're taking the snake bite to get plus one to wound as well. On the When squigs. you heroically intervene with these bad boys. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, they've got a Squig keyword, don't they? Yeah, so each Squig yeah. Hog boy is effectively five attacks that's AP one or two and damage two. Each one, five attacks, act strength six. And that feels pretty pretty class, I'd say. The damage two is important because it means the Skitari can't get a plus one to their save again. <laughs> when you charge them. I mean, they move, to, they move 10 inches. It's unlikely they're going to get anywhere fucking near them. They're going to be gunned down, but... Um, I feel that that's okay. Uh, and you can make them better with the Monster Hunt strategy, which is 2 CP. Use the strategy at the start of any phase, select one enemy monster or vehicle, and up to three Beast Nagger units from your army. Each time an attack is made by a model in one of these selected Beast Nagger units, that target selects a monster or vehicle unit and add one to the attack's wound roll. Well, that's useless, isn't it? Well, it is useless, but it does let you know something, that they're going to do the same to old orcs as they did to old marines. It's all going to be keyword lock stratagems that's... Your beast snagger boys, your squig hopper boys, like it's there's going to be no strats for regular orcs. It's going to be each they're going to be keyworded to all the new models. That's how they're going to do, and they can at least do that, right? Yeah, pour one out for the burner boys. Yeah, pour one out for the burner boys. I've been I've been hoping burner boys would be good for 
three. Well, you could you could use that stratagem for two CP, or you could get it for free in your uh, clan culture if you're snake bite. <laughs> yeah. so. Nick even made a really cool transport to make his banner boys good. Games Workshop took that away as well. Yeah, you made three. Custom built three. Yeah, we'll find out soon. Man reads book in two days. It does two days? Nice. I'm looking forward to Man's book. Yeah. Nice. All right. So that's the news. Uh, and I think we touched on like the the main point of the show anyway is that like that it feels like I don't know how everyone else feels so we should be upfront about it because it's an emotion like it's a hobby it's something you love and you mm. derive joy from it's weird <laughs> that the game is so giga fucked like between like you've got Goonhammer doing really intelligent articles about it you've got Pete having like a breakdown because of the stats <laughs> like you know like. It's fucking weird. Like, and it's also weird. I feel like Pete the Falcon is like uh, fucking the... the Litmus uh, test. What's it? No, no. Pete the Falcon's like the, the... I can't remember his name. The Canary the, the in the weird, No, he's the weird... He's like the weird um, health advisory guy, the doctor. Uh, Dr. Tell, Chris Whitty. Trying to tell Boris Johnson that we're all <laughs> fucked and the numbers are fucking terrible and you need to oh, show yeah, everything yeah. now. And then you've got Sadiq Khan, uh, sorry, then you've got um, Rishi Sunak just telling everybody, just fine, just go back to work and put more money back into the, the into the economy. It's all good. <laughs> just going to ignore it all. Everything's fine. Just go and, go and buy a Nando's. We'll give you 50% off. Um, <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, to be fair, if you get 50% plus one off Nando's, it's almost CP. good value. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's rough yeah. emotionally, right? To because so like you've got a 40k event coming up soon anywhere in the world and you're like which I do uh, yeah I mean yes which we do next weekend here at the 40s at arena and it's like I mean well Admec doesn't have an FAQ yet so they won't be allowed to play um uh, and the orcs are Santa Hebert wants us to talk about veteran cohort for five minutes and I I don't I don't that's want the to. point what's what, a veteran cohort what's the it's the five plus DPR feel no pain on the Skitari oh it's like two extra points for model though right. Yeah, and you get to ignore no. last. Um, I haven't actually collected my thoughts on this, but I remember having a big discussion about it a couple of days ago, and the conclusion we came to was not worth it. But also, it's like a side grade. Yes, but also, what's the point? Like, we know that they're a problem. Like, and I think that's kind of the weird emotional place that you get into because you aren't. Mm. I don't know about everyone else, but I think like you get excited about uh, like playing games. But then the idea, because I love I love going to tournaments and being in tournaments, they're so fun. And then when you know that you're just gonna like go against the yeah. thing, it's weird, right? Like it's a weird emotion to go through. Definitely, I've I've been so a couple of weeks ago. I said I put my death guard away because I wanted to try and use my necrons at the next next event I'm going to. And I've been like trying to write some lists, but I've had that exact feeling, Rob. Uh, I see you've got your like... Necron carry case behind you in the uh, TV screen. Roll. Hell. So like, I've been thinking about lists and stuff like that. Um, and like, yeah, writing them. But then I've had that exact emotion, Rob. When, like, even though like I've never, I've never won a tournament, never, I've never podiumed, but you always go to a tournament thinking, fucking hell, it could come home. This could be my year. I could get, I could get, I could get this tournament. You always have that dream, right? Even if you're not, even if you're not going to challenge realistically, you have that hope. But this time, I've been going into this tournament ahead of this tournament, thinking, you know what? I don't have Dark Eldor or Admech. I've got no fucking chance of winning. What is the point in even trying mm. to bring a big, uh, a good list? Like it really does put a little bit of a downer on going to the tournament where I'm just going for fun now. <laughs> Obviously, going to the tournament is loads of fun, but. 
part of the fun comes from you've got a chance. Whereas I'm going to yeah. spend thinking I, I don't really have a chance at all. I, I also think as well it should not be underestimated, regardless of how terrible some of us might be at it. The amount of time and effort you have to put in to assemble and paint an army to turn up to a tournament and get absolutely fucking stoved in turn one <laughs> by an admit list. Like, um, that's okay. I didn't, I didn't paint my army. so I was But it's funny, right? Like, yeah, uh, like, you know like I mean. a league forum. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. A league forum is full of some like true, like on the full spectrum, like, like rage. I can't believe that this has slightly above a 45, a 55% win rate, like 0.1% above for this free game that I put no money into ever like you know or like you buy your like triple a game and it's like 40 50 quid and they're like okay i bought it that's as much effort as i ever put in and i'm playing it now i can't believe that they've made it this unbalanced you're putting hundreds of pounds hundreds of hours into doing this to just like like logan says to get fucking toe kicked in the dick when you turn up <laughs> yeah like <laughs> It's it's insanity, and I and I don't know what to say about forty k. I fucking love it. <laughs> I love it too. It. I love it too. Just I want to write. Fucking inject it right into my veins. Like it's fucking weird. It's a weird game to play, <sighs> but it's a great hobby to be in. And what the fuck do you do in that setup? Like ultimately, like it's, I, I I wonder for the tos. Like, how can you do, like, commentary at an event? There's, like, what's coming up soon? There's one in America, and there's, like, some coming in England soon. Like, how do you, like, do the professional commentary for that? I'm like, all right, lads, we're here. It's going to be Drukari or Abmet today. Uh, but we're going to spend six games pretending it's not going to be. Let's fucking go. Like, what do, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> we'll show you. We'll show. So what they do, so as, as an anecdote, um, we have uh, the biggest fighting game event in the world is called Evo. It's the Evo Championship Series. They hold it every year in Las Vegas. Uh, and the finals are in the Mandalay Bay Arena, Ooh. which is 18,000 people watching two people play video games on a screen that's the size of a tennis court. And it's amazing. But it's open bracket. So there's 10,000 people there competing. And you have got, you have got absolute, you know, paste-eating morons playing like they have no idea what they're doing uh, and they turn up because they just want it's like a convention it's, open, right? yeah. it's open bracket so anyone yeah. can play uh so it's like a real grueling gauntlet for the pro players but what you get during like day one on the morning of day one are anybody it could be anybody on stream because they'll just stream the matches that they have right and they haven't got to the professional players yet and i feel like that's kind of what we're going to end up with here where rounds one to three are just like, oh, he's got a nicely painted converted army. Let's just slap that on stream. It's kind of interesting. Or oh, here's like a here's a here's an off kilter build. We'll slap that on a stream. And then day two is literally just going to be Admech and Drukari curb stomping, uh, with maybe like a Dark Angels bike list a pit popping up here and there. Maybe some custodies, an off kilter marine build perhaps uh or maybe some death guard and that's about it really and it's a bit miserable really isn't it mm. um mm. i hope they fix it yeah i think i think that's the point right like and i don't think people are not going to buy tickets to events because they want to go but also like it's a bit of a like logan like you do like coverage uh, like nick tom we've all done like commentary before we plan to do more 
how is it not a joke when you turn up to the event? Like, because you can't lie to the audience, or we can't lie to the audience. Like, you're our audience who's listening right now. Like, we were like, oh, here we go. Uh, Admech versus Necrons. <laughs> Necrons are fucked. <laughs> like, it's just, and it's three hours. It's three hours of waiting to see them get fucked. It's, it's, it's half an hour and then two and a half hours at the bar. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So I don't know, Nick. Have you come up with a way? You said you were struggling to write lists. Have you come up with a way to to not like to to ignore? Are you just ignoring it, like fucking transcending out of your body and being like, doesn't exist. Uh, well, uh, I've kind of just I think, but in terms of my Necrons, because I bought I bought a load of stuff and I started building stuff. Like I bought some uh, I bought two units of wraiths. Recently. They're quite good. Uh, yeah, I think they're okay. They're they're a, they're a, they're a pain to put together. They fucking take ages to put together. By the way, okay. um, I bought two hexmark destroyers. I've built out of some Bix box some Ophidian destroyers, oh. and I put together some characters and stuff like that. And I was ready to batch paint a load of stuff. But to be honest, I've just kind of think I just might just take my Death Guard just... because I don't know I don't know how much time I'm going to have to practice with my Necrons either. So I've got a lot. I've got more reps in with my Death Guard recently. So I think I'll probably actually do better with my Death Guard. I think they're a better, slightly better codex anyway, mm. uh, and uh, they're painted nicer. So I've got more chance at a painting prize. So I think I'm thinking about just getting my Death Guard out again. Yeah, <clears throat> I think they're I'm at with my Necrons. Get Death Guard out. Okay, that's the secret. Get Death Guard out. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. Even for the eight guitarists, Dudale saying I watched some of the early admechs. Big shout out to Glass Half Dead. If you enjoyed any of us talking about the fucking circles and squares and triangles and pentagrams, uh, Glass Half Dead does YouTube stuff on uh, Kill Team. If you guys want to go check it out, so fascinated as how he feels about whatever the fuck the circles are yeah. dude i says uh i watched some of the early admet games and the lists were a bit more diverse but they were super strong even before the 80s guitar list started taking over um uh what if the necron player just thinks of the plays no one else uh is what if he takes some risks <laughs> what if he just you know dodges the matchup i hadn't thought about that what mate. if he dodges the matchup taking more chainsaws chain take loads of hey. you got it like just dodge the matchup take some chainsaws Get better. Stop complaining. Thanks to Nurgle Matthew for donating 10 gift subscriptions to the chat. Big love to you. That's so nice of you. I did I did think of, when I've been scheming, I, I did think of a cool detachment, which I really did like for the Necrons. So I was thinking, well, I need some, you know, there'd be, there might be some, I'm, I, it's an anti-tank detachment I thought of. So it's uh, Tech, I think it is. So Saltech gets a reroll one wound dice. And then there's a plus one to hit stratagem as soon as you shoot something with a Sartek unit. So I've thought three heavy destroyers in this detachment. So they re-roll, they all reroll ones anyway. Uh, so if you hit with one, hit on threes or only ones, and then you get one, because they only got one 3d3 damage shot. So you get to re-roll the wound dice on that. So that's pretty good value. And then the other two will get plus one to hit. So you're hitting on twos, rolling ones with a re-roll to wound dice. So that's three 3d3 pretty reliable anti-tank shots in a detachment but the problem is it'll if you want uh the obsec uh six inch pre-game move uh, uh double obsec detachment that costs you three cp to do so uh the struggle is real with necrons currently <laughs> they don't sound good at all they don't have army wide transhuman <laughs> on toughness five <laughs> like useless like t- tom's like hey 
Nick, you don't have this thing. But also, no one fucking wants it because they're tough as fuck. <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's so good. Uh, anyway, right, let's go. Thank you to uh, Noga Matthew for donating those gift subscriptions and one to Stabgrot Plus. Uh, uh, big love to Stabgrot Plus in the chat. Um, a pretty new 40k player says Una, Union Pivo, um, uh, but isn't 40k always kind of broken? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 But there's a margin. There you had at least 20 it. years of competitive 40k experience telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we're saying is nothing's changed. If you fell in love with 40k 20 years ago or last week, it's still in the same place it was for that entire period of fucking time. Uh, in the fucking bin. Yeah. Let's all get our Grey Knight Razorbacks out and our Psycan and Dreadnoughts and have a great time. Let's fucking go. I want my Long Fangs back, my Wolf Scouts back, and my Lone Wolves back, please. I just... And my Jaws. <laughs> right, anyway. Fucking have you guys got any 40k plans this week, next week, anything coming up? Uh, Nick, I will start... Uh, I'm going to pretend gone. to paint yes. my army for tournaments that I've bought tickets for. Are you going to go to any of them? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Get to one. Get to fuck. Get to one. Come on. I want to. All right, good. I'd love to see you there. It's just come, if not, just come and do what we do. Talk about it badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could go to America and talk about it real bad. Nick, what are you doing this week? Um, winning the League of Knights event on Saturday. Yes. And probably playing some 40k the following Wednesday in preparation for my event where will I play Necrons or will I play Death Guard? Will you be streaming the uh, League of Knights event? I uh, don't think so. We could be recording the games, though. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could Fucking stream game. it, Rob, you lazy shithouse. Get it on stream. <laughs> more free content. Thanks. Well, we could, uh, if, potentially, we could maybe stream the top table on the last, on the last game if, if we can hack it together. We can work it out at the time, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, Tom, you got any plans? Uh, I'm going to the League of Knights. Uh, and that's about it. Nice, nice. Okay, and yeah. I'm going to the League of Knights. So great. Only you, Logan, Woo. not going fucking anywhere, pretending to paint, is what it is. Yeah, fucking great. Well, tune in next week to find out if 40k is still broken. <laughs> like, yeah, for 20 years. Logan. Here's a, here. Have the rules run a steam hide any more people? <laughs> Which faction gets transhuman next? Find out if the orcs move yeah. three or eight pentagons uh, in a row. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you so much for tuning in to the Honest War Game. And thank you to Uncle Matthew for donating another gift subscription. Thank you to the Twitch chat, the YouTube thugs, and the podcast guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, any shout-outs from any of my crew? So that's from you three. Uh, any shout-outs? Nick, I'm going to shout-out uh, Glass Half Dead in the chat, who makes uh, big uh, YouTube content stuff for Kill Team. I'm going to go watch that, so I'm excited about that. Uh, any shout-outs uh, from anyone? Tom? Uh, shout-out oh, Gozzy. Uh, Gozzy. Tom? Yeah. I'm going to shout out The Witcher 3 for being the best £7.50 I spent since I met Chat's mum. <laughs> Logan. Um, shout out the um, undermanned Games Workshop Rules development team. Uh, may you receive uh, all of our blessings. Please stop giving stuff. everyone transhuman. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Did you know that if you sign up to Warhammer Plus, Plus. send the Warhammer... Uh, just two pound a month <laughs> yeah just five pound a month can help buy the Warhammer 40k <laughs> rules writing team the necessary resources they need to survive and write <laughs> <laughs>
Please spam any money that you can. Done. Thanks very much, boys. Look after yourselves and see you soon.